Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with the A.B. Corker Foundation for Mental Health. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week, through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We are not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and have interviewed hundreds of others who do as well. By sharing stories of lived experiences, we expose depression for the lying bully that it is. Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know our intention is to talk about depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts without judgment, shame, or stigma. Since the vast majority of our guests live with or are affected by those mental health challenges, hearing them talk about their struggles, experience, and ways of managing is a form of peer support that reminds us all that what we have and how we think is not as strange or as other as you might think. And that many people with the same diagnoses and challenges are functioning in the world and living lives they usually or at least often enjoy. Some of our guests have shared their stories here for the very first time, and that's an honor we don't take lightly. Others have done TED Talks, spoken at conferences, or written books about their mental illness and mental health. But in our 200-plus episodes, we're not sure we've ever run across someone who speaks about suicide, depression, and addictions as casually, comfortably, and reassuringly as Zane Thomas, a rapper and comedian. We first encountered him just last week in an Instagram video that was recommended to us by a podcast listener. Thank you, RK. Zane was on a break and recorded a message to his followers in his car. If you just saw it, you would think he was talking about something mundane, maybe how his day was going, or his plans for the holidays. But Zane was talking about a suicidal friend and his own damning thoughts, addictions, and sobriety. We immediately thought, that is how we wish that people talked about this stuff. That tone would make someone feel safe, safe enough to share their story and maybe even ask for help. So here's Zane giving his voice to depression, starting with the audio from some of his Instagram video. Please listen to one of our favorite episodes from our archive this week as Bridget and I take some time to put together a video for a national mental health conference. Hey guys, Zane here in the smoke break, just checking in um, and saying what's up. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update. Uh, Last week, a friend of mine reached out to me and they told me that they were suicidal. And, um, I didn't really know what to say. So I just kind of asked questions. I was like, Hey, you know, is it, is it something that, uh, that you can fix? Is it something, um, out of control, out of your control? Um, I just kind of asked some questions because in my experience, when I'm feeling suicidal, it's usually because I'm, it's usually because I'm overwhelmed or I feel trapped. Um, and for me, when people ask me questions about like what's making me feel suicidal, it kind of helps me narrow it down and kind of process what I'm upset about a little bit better. Um, so I asked my friend and we basically came to the conclusion that the reason he was feeling suicidal is that there was a voice in his head that was telling him that he didn't have friends. It was telling him that he was a failure. 
Sound familiar? Yeah, we'll get into that. So Zane told his friend to try something that works for him and talk back to those thoughts. Call them out. Because while they are in our heads and in our voices, they're not really our thoughts. Wait, what? You're gonna you're gonna tell me the same thing that you told me last time? Oh, that's real original. Because here's the here's the thing. I feel like if it was somebody else talking about one of your friends, you wouldn't put up with that. And you'd be like, I love that person. They're they're amazing. Don't talk about my friend like that. But when it's us in our head, it's so easy to just oh well I thought it, so it must be true. You know, we don't really challenge the uh the voices in our head. Zane elaborated on that in our phone call. So my advice would be, you know, think of yourself as a friend and don't let anybody real or in your head talk trash about that person. Yeah, love yourself. That is so hard to do when your thoughts are telling you you have no value and that you're dragging your family down and that everybody would be better off without you. Amen to that. Amen to that. But we keep trying. We keep trying. Which made us wonder, if recognizing that depression plays the same tapes in our head every time it spews its venom, and if that knowledge allows Zane some space to talk back, would there be relief or power or more space to fight back if we all realize that depression says literally the same thing to everyone in its grips, that we'll never get out or feel better, that there's no point in trying, that we're a burden? to our family and friends, and maybe even that we'd literally be better off dead. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I just, I just got relief from you telling me that, you know, because it is looking at that as, as yeah, no, thank you. Um, it is looking at it kind of like as a bully where it's just like, man, this, this guy gives everybody crap, you know? Like, I'm, like, just walking through the halls and existing is enough for for this guy to say something awful, you know? So I think, yeah, that's definitely, that's that's a really good way to to think about it. You know, I was, when I was talking about it, I was internalizing it as, you know, a a voice or, you know, um, a thought in my head that, you know, only I was having. And it's it's not that I believe that only I have those thoughts, but, you know, at the moment, it's like, this is my thought, you know? And I shared the video because I was relating to people because I knew that they also had similar thoughts. But the way that you described it as a bully, you know, it's like this person says the same stuff to everybody. That's, yeah. I really like that. Humor is another of Zane's go-to mental health coping tools. Sometimes I'll get in these moods where I'm just like, I'm in the deepest depression. I hate everything. I hate myself, everything outside of me. And I'll be really, I'll be really low. And it's, it's funny because like the only thing that will bring me out of that is a laugh. And I know that if I can just get one laugh, then if I can laugh once, I can laugh twice. So when when I'm that low, it's 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 kind of just look. It's like there's got to be one there's got to be one thing to laugh about. I have to be able to look at myself and just be like, man, curling up in a ball. This is really fixing your relationship problems, you know. Like whatever it is, whatever it is that's that you know what I'm dealing with. It's like if I can just get that one laugh, it's like, haha, okay, this isn't that big of a deal. I can almost exhale and, and breathe better because it's like it, you know once you can laugh about something, it. it once somebody relates with you and you can laugh about it, if, if it takes talking to a friend, you know, and kind of just being like, hey, man, uh, you know, I can't think of any jokes right now when I'm depressed, but I know I, it's, but it's like my brain almost works better because I'm searching for him. I'm searching for that laugh because I know it's what's going to make me feel better. And that must be true for a lot of people, because if you spend any time on social media, 
especially if you follow mental health posts like we do. It's very common for someone to write that they're in a really bad place and then ask for just the kind of posts they know will help them through it. It's probably not the best way to reach out during a crisis. But before then, when you notice you're slipping, or even when you're in deep, but not in danger, it could be. I mean, think about it. Reaching out to an online support group or your own network provides connection, distraction, and a reminder that there are still good people and good things in the world. Yeah, I always see people uh, post, you know, it's like, hey, I'm having a rough day, share some, some some cat videos, you know, and everyone on the internet will just kind of get together and they'll just, you know, be like, hey, this one made me laugh, or hey, this might make you laugh, or hey, this might make you smile. Even for a comedian, though, Zane admits humor works better in the times he can kind of put his finger on something external or circumstantial that's triggering the slip into darkness. When it's internal, I uh, I have a harder time dealing with it. Um, I definitely have a harder time dealing with the the internal. But what I do is I make it external, um, and I I talk to I talk to people about it, you know. And and like I said, for me, I'm a comedian, so I try to I try to put it into a joke, you know. I try to I try to find a way to to explain the way that I'm feeling, um, you know. Like for example. Uh, I was diagnosed bipolar, and if you're wondering how I'm feeling about it, I'm kind of back and forth. <laughs> Gosh. Right, right. So I mean, that's uh-huh. I, I try, up I try. Yeah. Yep, I'm kind of up and down, you know. <laughs> so it's 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 I, I try and take these things and process them through humor. Um, you know, the a lot of a lot of my my internal depression when it it's it's when it comes from nowhere, it's really hard to it's hard to put a finger on and. Like, you know, for example, like, you know, when I get depressed, sometimes it'll be about nothing and there's, there's no, there's no way to put a finger on it, you know? So almost trying to, I don't want to beat myself up about not knowing why I'm upset, you know? And in that case, it's like, it's almost better to not ask questions. It's better to kind of be like, Hey, this is, this is the way my brain works right now. I'm in a bad mood. I'll get out of this bad mood. But right now I just need to understand that like, because of the chemistry and wiring in my brain, I'm, and I don't want to say not allowed, but it's, it is in a way. It's like not allowed to, to get out of this mood just, mood just yet. A quick public service announcement for people like us with depression. Yet is a powerful little word. In The Power of Believing That You Can Improve, Carol Dweck writes, We are all on a learning journey, and that just because you haven't accomplished a task yet doesn't mean that you cannot or should not try, and certainly that you should not give up. Your yet is coming. Your yet is not yet here. It's a type of hope that is instilled in us to not give up. And we all know that depression's goal is to make us give up. Yet can be another little tool for fighting back. For example, hear the difference and feel the difference between, I haven't done the laundry, I can't get out of bed, I haven't taken a shower. And then saying those with the word yet after it. I haven't taken a shower. Yet. I don't know. It's something to think about anyway. Our next question for Zane was whether he'd be making music or comedy if he didn't have mental health challenges. Oh, man. I don't know what I would write about. Because a lot of a lot of my comedy is about uh, you know it's about dealing with being different. Um, it's about 
about struggling in, you know, small towns to find who you are. Um, it's about drug abuse, um, which, you know, is, is very connected to, to mental illness. Um, a lot of my music is about losing people. It's about, uh, you know, the loss that either family members felt, my fear of losing people, um, my depression because I've, I've failed relationships. Um, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's very, all of it's very emotional. And I, as much as I want to say I would trade it, uh, you know, I, I, when somebody comes to me after it comes up to me after a song and says, thank you. And is like genuinely thankful because the things that I said in the song connected with them, there's no better feeling. So you just mentioned drug abuse, which you also addressed in your Instagram video. How has substance use impacted your mental health? So I'd always had it in my mind that I was never going to use substances as a coping mechanism. But uh, as I, you know, continued to use more and more, I think uh, I didn't realize that, you know, not feeling comfortable in the room was, a, was, a, was also a different type of coping. And what eventually ended up happening is, is I lost a, a dear friend of mine in a car accident. And when I was torn up about it, I basically justified to myself that, you know, well, they'd want me to be happy. They'd want me to be doing what they were doing. So I ended up using harder and harder drugs. Um, and that's when it really started spiraling out into a, a coping mechanism. And it all kind of spiraled up until the point that I uh, was, was busted with crystal meth. Zane says that was a life-changing experience. He quit the hard stuff, but kept on drinking and drinking and drinking. And I would have fights with my friends. And I, I didn't realize that because I had bipolar, that alcohol was so toxic to me and toxic to the people around me. It's a common dance. Even when we know better, we don't or can't always do better. As far as addiction, you know, you justify it as in like, well, I'm not doing what I did before and I'm not drinking like I used to. You, you justify it just because, you know, you feel sad, you know, you feel anxious. I don't want to go up and not do well. And if I don't do well, I don't want to feel bad about it. I, I want to numb that feeling as much as I can. So, you know, drinking um, and substance abuse definitely go hand in hand with my mental health. Though Zane says he's in better control of his drinking now, he still recognizes it as a gamble. When it comes to like bipolar, I, what I know of it is that my emotions do cycle rapidly. So I could be in the best mood one second and, you know, be the most fun at the party. But the, the opposite is also true. And alcohol is very emotional too. You know, if you've ever, if you've ever drank in a good mood, you've been a pretty good mood. And if you've ever drank in a bad mood, you've probably stayed in a bad mood. Um, so got worse. Yeah. Yeah. Or got worse. Exactly. Alcohol is a depressant. So it's definitely not a, a cure for feeling bad already. So what I meant when I said is that I was gambling is that, uh, you know, there's a chance that I could be the, in the best mood and the best person that I want to be and present. But there's also a chance that I could be the worst person and the worst person that I want to present. Um, and it's, it's not worth it to me to, to gamble in that sense that like, I don't know which one's going to be which because I don't have as much control over it as I wish I did because of my mental illness. See why we wanted Zane on the podcast. He's a model for speaking frankly, matter of factly, and without shame about the things that many people, too many people keep hidden. And very few healthy things grow or heal in darkness. Zane understands that, which is why he ended that impromptu video he recorded, which can be seen by anyone with internet anywhere in the world, with an offer 
to be there, to listen. And that's a gift most of us don't even get from our closest friends. I've seen a lot of people do that. I've seen a lot of people, sit, like, it's, and it usually happens after somebody, uh, somebody commits suicide, is, is everyone's like, hey, I'm here if you, if you need to talk to anybody. Um, I just, I kind of wanted to reach out before it got to that point, you know? Because I've I've waited too many times and and not known that somebody was hurting and not known if I could help and you know lost people and, and wondered if that if if I could have been the difference in that. So you know when I reach out and I'm like hey you know if you're feeling like this you know reach out talk to me because I'm I'm familiar with it you know and I'm not going to judge and you know I'm somebody who genuinely does does want the best for people. And I do want to see, I want to see people happy. And I'm, like I said, I, I'm, I'm always asking questions of people. So, you know, sometimes it, it helps just to get your mind off of it. And if you're at a loss for how to do that for someone, Zane actually recommends a question that's a good one to keep up our sleeve. Hey, what, what are you excited for? That is my absolute favorite question to ask anybody, whether they're depressed or not depressed, is ask somebody what they're excited for. Don't ask them what they're doing. Ask them what they're excited for, because that will make them think like, oh, man, I actually do have something to look forward to. It's a great question, isn't it? It is a great question because we all need to be anchored in our, you know, I call it our compelling why. You know, it's like what's making life worth living and what's making us feel kind of juicy and looking forward, kind of running some energy that feels good. Did you say our compelling why? Like W-H-Y? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's cool. And I just want to thank Zane because he's keeping it real. You know, he's yep. talking about the real stuff. He's talking about the hard stuff. And I just think that's what we all need to be, you know, striving toward is just keeping it real, being real, being supportive, being available, and not being judgmental. It's certainly how we're going to fight stigma. I do want to point out one word that he used, um, not to call him out, but just to point out something we've learned doing this, um, committed suicide. Yeah, um, Committed is what criminals do. They commit crimes, and suicide is no longer a crime. It actually once was. So uh, the preferred language is died by suicide, took his or her own life, even killed him or herself, but not committed. Um, it's especially hard on the families because in addition to their loss, they certainly don't want to be thinking of the person they lost as uh, having engaged in criminal behavior. So just a little PSA there. Um, and we want to, we will be linking to Zane's uh, Instagram, which is Zane the Rapper, if you want to check that. And we want to invite you to follow us. On Facebook, it's Giving Voice to Depression, and there are more than 9,000 people in our community. On Instagram, you can find us at Giving Voice to Depression Podcast. And on Twitter, it's at Voice Depression. And that'd be a way we can all stay connected in between these podcasts. And let's close out with the reminder that Zane said to talk back to the bully in our head. And even if you pointed out, you know, that's an ongoing thing, just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Amen. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on depression's dark road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.